0: Okay, mamas, ladies, after having three babies, I never thought I would wear an underwire bra again until I found Skims. So right before I had Bear, Skims sent me a couple of maternity bras. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to wear maternity bras. They're so uncomfortable. They're not for me. I tried them on. They are the most supportive, most amazing, only maternity bra I have worn this entire pregnancy. On top of that, The material is so soft, and the straps are adjustable for maximum comfort, and it fits every woman out there. They have a million sizes to choose from. My favorite Skims bra ever is the, quote, fits everybody t-shirt bra, and it's literally the best t-shirt bra I have ever worn. It's seamless, flawless, perfect. You're going to love it. If you're a fan of no underwire, the products I would highly recommend are the wireless form t-shirt bra, and the no-show online demi-bra. I like the color sand because you can't see it through white t-shirts, which is the color I usually go with, but they have a color for everybody. Whether you're pregnant, postpartum, nursing, or none of the above, and you just want a good bra, go to Skims, they've got one for everyone. Shop Skims bras at skims.com. Now available in 62 sizes, 30A all the way to 46H. Plus get free shipping on orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select couple things in the drop-down menu that follows, skims.com.
1: Are we allowed to, like, have sex? Yeah. Sorry, I don't— What a baby is! Is is this— That boggles my (laughs)
2: mind. Why didn't I, like, bend down? No! No. I did
1: not want to be taken advantage of in my physical condition, Ellie. For months!
3: (laughs) There's yes. this fine line that you don't want to cross with your kids. And then it's like this weird, you're making money from your kids. And then what if they grow up and they don't want to be a part of it? And You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like there's so
0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Couple Things with
3: Sean and Andrew.
0: A podcast all about couples and the things they go through.
3: Today, we are joined by Jared and Ellie Meekum. Uh, This has been a podcast that's two years in the making. Uh, He first reached out to me for us to be on their podcast. Ellie and Jared is the title Mm -hmm. of it. And so I'm glad we could finally make it happen. Uh, I feel like we meshed with this couple very well. And I was super glad to get their wisdom on um, how they have navigated this digital world Um, you know, they've, they created over 1200 consecutive vlogs on YouTube. Uh, they have over 740 million YouTube views, 1.6 million subscribers. They're legends on uh, social media. And so having them walk us through how they've done that with kids, I thought was really, really helpful.
0: I was personally excited to talk to them, especially Ellie. No offense, Jared, but (laughs) when I miscarried and we went through that whole, Experience and journey a few years ago, it was truly watching their vlogs and watching Ellie and her inferti- infertility stories that really got me through that emotional time and kind of taught me how to heal from it. So I felt already super connected to them. And I had so many questions. This is an amazing interview. We love them. I hope you guys love it as much as we do.
3: Yeah, we cover a lot of topics like the infertility and and their struggle through that, how to raise a family in the modern age, uh, what good snacks there are to eat. And so (laughs) I think you guys will like this one. If you guys haven't yet, if you could give the show a rating and subscribe to it on whatever platform you're listening to, that would be much appreciated. And let's go ahead and jump in this one with Ellie and Jared. Ellie and Jared,
1: welcome to the show.
2: Oh God, <laughs> Thank uh, you so much. Thanks for having us.
1: We're so excited to be here virtually. Yes. Yeah, we were just talking.
3: <laughs> it's been a couple of years in the making, so I'm glad we could finally make it work. But I'm super pumped because I feel like there's so much that we could talk about with you two. Yes. And uh, I'm excited to jump into it. So uh, we first have to start off hearing how you two met. We always love hearing the uh, first meeting story.
1: Oh my gosh, it, how much time do you have?
2: Um, it was truly <laughs> love at first sight.
1: It really was, and
2: I know that's like super
1: cliche to say, but we have a distinct moment where we both knew there was this spark, and our relation our relationship started like from that moment. So I'll start by saying, um, so I served a mission for our church. Um, We're members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, and I served my mission in Helsinki, Finland, or the whole country of Finland, and when you're a missionary, you have what's called a companion. And my companion, his name was Landon. He had a girlfriend and he would write home to his girlfriend. And, um, I would see that they would write back and forth. And when it was time to come home, there's like this homecoming meeting and he speaks in church. And so I sat down and I happened to sit down next to his girlfriend and, I know, right?
2: Oh, <laughs> so yeah. so is I sit this going down. Where I think it's going.
1: <laughs> so I sit down next to his girlfriend, and we start talking a little bit. Obviously, I know who she is, like from the letters and everything. And then all of a sudden, a head just kind of peeks in from the other side of his girlfriend.
0: Oh, okay. I thought it was his girlfriend for <laughs> yeah. a second.
2: The girlfriend was my sister, and oh. so these two brother, you know. Came home and they ended up marrying the two
1: sisters. Yes. Yeah, so oh. but I leaned
2: my head over because I thought, dang it, my sister already had a boyfriend. Like, stop talking to the guys, let me do it. So I had this long blonde hair and I like leaned over and we met eyes and we both just smiled and then I leaned back and it just it honestly was love at first sight and we got married a year later.
0: Yeah. I think that's what? the cutest story wow. ever. <laughs> I don't know think- have a
3: question. Yeah. I have a cause it sounded like from what I know about your story, you were bedridden for like three months and that's when uh, like yeah. all these conversations started happening. What was that about?
1: So why, I mean, throughout my life, I've had hip troubles, especially in high school and college. So I was a, a pole vaulter. Um, I went to college for pole vaulting and just my hips got so bad to the point where I couldn't really walk all that well. Um, And I had so many procedures done, so so much physical therapy done on my hip, um, and so many doctors couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. It took me going to, I'm originally from Washington State. It took me going to the University of Utah where they were doing experimental surgeries on acetabular retroversion, where I found out that I had just that. So um, for those who are watching on the screen, like if this is your your hip, uh, or sorry, your femur, and then your acetabulum, your hip socket, N- most people's are shaped like that where there's space between for cartilage and everything. Mine was shaped like that. So anytime I like ran, it would tear and rip and rub against each other. And so I, I have like no cartilage there. And they, the surgery entailed, they broke my hip in three places, um, shaved the femoral head down and then screwed it back together with four screws. Wow. So after we met... I was recovering for three months at my grandma's house, which was about 15 minutes away from Ellie's house. And so she would come and visit me and we would talk for hours and hours. So I was literally just laying there in bed and we would have all of these conversations.
2: And none of that time we kissed. Right. That
1: boggled
0: my mind.
2: Why didn't I like <laughs> bend down? No! No, I did
1: <laughs> not want to be taken advantage for, of in my physical condition. Ellie. For
2: months. <laughs> why did I not bend down and say goodbye and like kiss you?
1: I don't know. We never
2: you? kissed. We had like ugh, funny. We so many,
1: like kissing stories that are like, why didn't we kiss? But
2: it was but that is I think what makes our relationship just honestly so special is because we are really good at communication. Mm -hmm. And like if that's the one thing our relationship has, like heaven bless, that's great. You know, like we really are good at communicating and I think that that is why, is probably because we didn't kiss, we didn't have any like physical contact, we literally just fell in love by talking for nine months. Yeah. (laughs) That's amazing.
3: I, feel,
0: I mean, I was the same with Andrew, but it was only the first three days. I was like, why won't he kiss me? What's wrong? He's <laughs> taking me on these dates. No, I, I had
3: to go a different route. My personality's not that great, so I kissed Sean on the second date just That's to, amazing. you know.
1: <laughs> You're
0: like, I got No, I think go I kissed
2: you. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
1: uh, Wait, Sean kissed Andrew first? Yes. You made the move.
0: That's amazing. I had That's to. That's so funny. He's literally like standing this close to me. So and did he like go 90 and me. then
1: you went 10 or did you go 90 and he went 10? Probably a fair way to put it.
0: Yeah. You went 90. I went 10, but you went, See, the, and then you, then you the just hold I did. You took it across. It, I had the to. Line. Andrew pulled a hitch. <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I want to kind of fast forward. So love at first sight. You yeah. guys got married. If you guys don't mind, just given we have a kid now and yes. the whole parent world, I'd love to talk about kids.
2: Totally. For sure.
0: Because I think something that we weren't expecting, and I don't think you guys were expecting either, people scare the crap out of you as kids. And they're like, if you have sex, you're going to have a child. Yeah. And yeah. that's it. And for us, it was this crazy dynamics shift of trying to get pregnant and have a baby. Mm-hmm. Can you first run people through your story? And then I have a bunch of questions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah. Um, well, we had been married only a year and I kept coming home from work and I would literally have these like daydreams of a little boy. and I was like, Aww. this is weird. Like, I'm not ready to have a kid. And then like the next week I came home, I'm like, oh my gosh, I have the same daydream of this little boy. Like why? Like it was just weird. And so I would like brush it off. And finally, after a few times, I came home and I was like, Jared, I think maybe we should like start trying to have a baby. And he was like, I've been thinking the same thing. And so it's like we both were feeling these things, but we both knew it was kind of too soon. Mm -hmm. And so we didn't mention it. So, you know, after we had that really cool experience, um, after... What a year of trying! We yeah, I think to see t- our family doctor the
1: first time it was like after a full year because some doctors when they when you're experiencing trouble getting pregnant they're like try for a year first don't even come in try for a year mm. so we we which got is that such a long, long
0: time
2: it yeah. is a long time and you know which I have thoughts on that later
1: trying to have <laughs> a baby is different than just having yes you know it there is (laughs) are we allowed to like have sex yeah (laughs) sorry i don't is this is is this pg pg 13 are we going straight up radar it takes you know it's more than just having sex it's it's mentally draining it's physically draining Uh it's emotionally draining there's so much more to it than just you know if people aren't you know in physically
3: draining
0: (laughs) I think I in a literal sense. <laughs> 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 Maybe I'm just out of shape. I'm just probably out of shape. That's
1: probably what it is. I mean, when your wife
2: just wants to have a baby, good grief. Can we I mean, take a breather? We're
1: talking about like two professional high-level athletes. Like, yeah, they don't... we're
2: different, guys. <laughs> <laughs> they have their um, water over there. We have our chips. I have water. Um, anyway, um, go ahead. So, so it's a year So later. anyway, we ended up um, getting on Clomid. Mm-hmm. And honestly... I, Like six rounds of Clomid. I think it was six or seven rounds of Clomid.
0: I think it was seven.
2: And then we took a breather for a few months, and then we went to a fertility specialist where they did an ultrasound, and they talked all about PCOS with me. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: Time out real quick. Ellie did multiple rounds of Clomid and then took a break because of the side effects from it. Like there's, there's so many side effects to Clomid that I, do you remember? Oh, it was just
2: awful. Like hot flashes, you're irritable. You're like angry. Mm -hmm. It's just, it just is like all around not fun. So
1: she did like what? Five or six rounds and then took a break for a few months and then did two more, I think. And then we're just like, this is too much for Ellie. Mm -hmm.
2: So then after we went to the fertility specialist, they said, you have PCOS. Um, They did ultrasounds often. Then they had me on Femera
0: Mm -hmm. and-
2: I ended up doing two rounds of femera like in one cycle, if I remember right. It was kind of weird. Um, Like my lining was really thin. It was so long ago. But they, um, and then I was going to go in for insemination. And when I went in to do insemination, it was on my birthday. They said that the egg had released earlier than expected. So I'd have to do it the next month. And I was devastated. Oh
1: my gosh. And,
2: um, Oh, we were so devastated. Oh, yeah. It
1: was the worst.
2: Because we had spent, it was like a mm-hmm. few thousand dollars every time you do an ultrasound. Mm-hmm. And we were just like, what? Like, we, we felt like we just threw it away. Like, I can't imagine mm-hmm. people that do IVF. Um, And so a few weeks later, they called and did blood work. And we actually found out that we got pregnant with Femera alone. And that even though Aww. the egg was smaller than they anticipated, that was our little Jackson Clark.
0: Oh, um. my God. Okay. Again, I've I could talk about this stuff. Um, Ask. Away. Going we back.
1: literally we literally talked about it for like six years on YouTube. So we <laughs> okay. we we can do it all day long.
0: <laughs> I actually think I watched ninety percent of your videos and we were trying to get pregnant because Aww. everything we went through, I was like, oh, other people go through this too. Um, you are made so me feel sweet. human. But going back to trying to get pregnant, I feel like everyone grows up watching these movies and they're like, Oh, mm-hmm. you sub like you get surprised one time because you miss your period and you're like, Oh, I'm pregnant. I'm gonna go tell my husband that we're gonna have a baby and then you have a baby and it's just this magical thing. And there's this weird shift with a lot of people where you go from this surprise, oh it's so romantic, we just happen to have a kid, to it becomes work. Yeah. Yeah. And it shifts the dynamic of- Relationship so much and nobody prepared for that. I'm curious how did it affect your guys's relationship going through that year or two years In the struggles that just kind of come with it
2: I mean, I'll let you speak all roughly like I think it hit us further
1: Yeah,
2: like mm-hmm. I don't think it quite Uproared or changed our relationship necessarily up until after our third Mm -hmm. would you say
1: I I mean I definitely would say there were changes and difficulties I mean there were times where it's like okay we've we've gotta we've gotta try and it was just like we just don't want to right now like this is Mm -hmm. but it's like we've worked so hard and so long to get to this point it's like if we if we don't do it right now it's like then the opportunity's gone for another month and you have to try again and with PCOS it's like you don't always know and so this is like before fertility treatments and everything so with Ellie being so irregular it it was a battle, you know, finding out when we should even try in the first place. And that's like where
2: we're at right now is like, even after our third, like we've been talking about having another and, um, it's already like, what did I say two days ago? I said, God, when was the last time I had a period? And, um, and Mm -hmm. it's like, it's like, come on, we're waiting. Like, so there's time's ticking. Like, oh. I
1: mean, like I said earlier, there's like, there's definitely emotional tolls. There's physical tolls that go along with it that I don't think people realize unless they're going through it themselves. And that's like the whole reason we started the YouTube channel was because we didn't have anyone to relate to. We didn't have anyone that was going <laughs> through this in our immediate family. I mean, some of our siblings, they s- get sneezed on and they get pregnant. And <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> but I mean, like your question of like how it affected your relationship Like if I think maybe we're hearing this different because.
1: I mean, in terms of like us as a couple, it was was hard, but it never jeopardized it. Was your
2: question like once you had kids, how did you like?
0: Honestly, any way you interpreted it, I just remember for Andrew and I, the first time we got pregnant was, I mean, like you see in movies, it was like, oh my gosh, Mm -hmm. I just missed my period. I might be pregnant and you take the test and it's like, holy crap. And then when it became after that, it was like all of these conversations and it would turn into arguments and emotion and almost trauma. And you're just trying to figure out, okay, we need you know to do it now because it's mm-hmm. the time. And it's just, yeah. Yeah. it takes away all of this romant- yes. like romanticism. Is that a word? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. And <laughs> <laughs> um, makes it, and it turns it into it's a, a job. job. And it yeah. it affects that kind of love
1: yeah, the, the, sensual, the sensualness, yeah. the 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 connection that you feel is no longer as prevalent as it once was because you're working towards something else. Mm-hmm.
2: You know? I told Jared, and I mean, we've been very open with each other. I don't know if we've talked about this like on a podcast <laughs> at all, but I told him, I was like, I almost feel like I got gypped yeah. in the yeah. sex department because... You know, we were young when we got married. I do not Mm -hmm. regret that at all. But in the most loving, (laughs) nicest way, we were not prepped at all Mm -hmm. from Mm -hmm. our parents. And Mm -hmm. um, so I kind of felt like that was like a hurdle going through sex emotionally and physically being first married. And then to then jump into infertility, I Mm -hmm. I really got gypped. And then once you have kids, you are exhausted. Like, <laughs> yeah. our oldest is six years old, and he still wakes up. He woke up last night and was like, I had a scary no. dream. And it's like, it's like we're exhausted. And
3: Sean, I got a question for you.
0: Okay. What is it?
3: On a scale from chug to <laughs> sip, how would you rate your hydration style?
0: Um, Interesting question. I would say I'm a sip girl. I <laughs> sip on my coffee for literally hours and sip on water throughout the day, what about you?
3: I would say I'm a chug type of guy, no doubt. But whether you hydrate to live or live to hydrate, Liquid IV quenches your thirst faster than water alone.
0: I actually really love Liquid IV, especially since Nursing Bear, I feel like I'm always thirsty. I like that it's sugar-free and it's fun to sip on throughout the day. The flavors are really good and I've loved having a flavored drink rather than just water in my cup.
3: My favorite flavor is the lemon-lime and Sean loves strawberry and tropical punch. It's crazy to me that one stick in 16 ounces of water has three times the electrolytes of leading sports drinks and eight vitamins and nutrients for everyday wellness.
0: Yes, sir. That's why they say it hydrates better than water alone.
3: However you hydrate, grab your Liquid IV hydration multiplier, sugar-free, in bulk, nationwide at Costco, or get 20% off your first order when you go to liquidiv.com and use code EastFam at checkout.
0: That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today. Using promo code EastFam at liquidiv.com.
2: There's a reason why people say their sex life increases when they're in their like 40s and it's because they don't flip and have kids in the house. Or they're like Or the kids
1: sleep until 12 o'clock and you're like, hey, we've got all the time in the world. So Uh honestly, like
2: that has made us very sad to be honest Mm -hmm. that we feel like the one thing you see all over the internet and all over movies and all like, like... sensationalized or whatever is like this fun, happy sex life is like not what we got right. and that it is sad. And, and maybe that's just reality, but you know, you talk to your girlfriends, you talk to your siblings and it's like, that's not the reality for everybody. And so yeah. well, what
1: is it? One out of eight women suffer infertility or go through it. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure it's way more than that, but one out of eight women go through some sort of infertility and it's one of five. Is it? Yeah, it's something yeah. crazy where you know someone directly and they probably haven't even. <laughs> well, mentioned one of
3: three pregnancies end in miscarriage. Yeah. So I don't, yeah, I don't, right. know, how, I don't know. I don't know the thinking. distribution among people, but it's crazy. It's so frequent.
0: Well, and again, infertility. Again, I could talk about this forever. So if you have a question, just interrupt me. Um, I feel like infertility, too, is something nobody prepares you for. They no, teach you, uh-uh. like, growing up, everything about pregnancy but nobody ever prepares you for infertility. And it's so much like or more afterward. prevalent or oh yeah, or postpartum. <laughs> nobody says anything about that. But it's just this it's it's an abyss that you have to kind of go through Navigate. on your own with your significant other and figure it out. And I mean we did exactly what you guys did. We posted it on YouTube because we felt so alone with it because nobody was either admitting that they were going through it or sharing their stories as well. So it, it felt isolating.
3: Can I ask, you, you mentioned that that's kind of the reason you started vlogging or, or, or when you uh, or when you cut. started, what? Can you guys hear us? Oh no.
0: We cut out. Oh, yeah, we yeah, just cut I out think, just a little. Yeah, I think we're back now.
3: Okay, oh, there we go. Jeez. Um, you mentioned that that's the reason you started on YouTube. And I'm curious, you guys had, an amazing you have an amazing channel on YouTube if if you're listening you haven't checked out Ellie and Jared uh in their channel go listen and go watch um but I want to humbly ask advice for um you vlogged for over I think 1200 days straight
1: yeah five and years Sean and I,
3: straight
0: that's incredible it's nuts yeah. and Sean and I are kind of
3: in this spot now where we have our first kid and we don't know what we don't know what to do on YouTube because there's like this, there's yep. this fine line that you don't want to cross with your kids. And then it's like this weird, you're making money from your kids. And then what if they grow up and they don't want to be a part of it? And you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like there's so, yeah. how have you guys navigated that? I, I like you're, you're years ahead of us. And I'm just curious.
1: Well, and I think it's funny that you say that is because I think if you would have asked us that question five years ago, our answer would be different it then be. than it would be now. Mm. So Ellie, why don't you give the now answer?
2: The now answer?
1: Or maybe I'll answer. Okay, so if you asked us five (laughs) years ago, um, I think we would have said something like, you know, this is a really exciting time. Like you you will get to see and look back on your kid every single day and you will Mm -hmm. never miss those memories. And I am so grateful for every single video that we had. There were times behind the camera where it did affect, you know, our relationship. I mean, more so in the later years than it did the earlier years um because we were it was something that we both like enjoyed so much and we got so much benefit from it and there weren't a ton of like negative side effects from doing it um we had fun the kids had fun it gave us something a the kids reason we still talk about it jackson's
2: yeah. like when can i get the camera and i let him play and stuff we just don't upload it right now but mm. i mean the kids love it
1: yeah And I mean, obviously privacy is like a huge thing, especially with kids. And, you know, there were things that we took in, you know, in stride, like we made sure not to do X, Y, and Z while Mm -hmm. filming with the kids. And so like, that's really important. We want to make sure our kids are protected. And, um, you know, again, if you asked us five years ago, it's like, have fun with it, enjoy it, take as much time as you want with it. But I think now it would be more like,
2: here's the thing. I am a very open book no matter what, YouTube or not, social media or not. I've always been like an open book and there are some people that look at situations like this and they think like you are so crazy. What are you thinking? But it's but I'm okay with that. Like I like Mm -hmm. being an open book. I like talking about struggles. I like talking about what brings me happiness and joy social media or not we had a blog before blogs were big our blog never got big we ended up shutting it down you know but like yeah. I've always been the type to just like share mm-hmm. and when we started we had no idea that it could be a full-time job mm-hmm. and so we're sharing not making money and so it, it was kind of hard moving forward when we eventually did start to make money and then all of a sudden the naysayers in our life came at us And Mm. was like, wait, how do you do this? You can make money? And we were like, no, but you can't do it if you just want to make money. Like you have to like invest in these people. So it was hard seeing both ends of it, to be honest. Um, But right now, I mean, when we decided to cut back and slow down was not because all of a sudden I was worried about, you know, sharing too much. It was, Mm -hmm. it honestly came down to, I just don't have the mental capacity right Mm. now as a mom to juggle a lot of things. And like my, I just didn't have it in me. Like even today, Mm -hmm. like if if I were to have to pull the camera out, like it's depressing outside, it's raining, it's freezing, it's cold. I've been inside since October (laughs) because it's been a cold winter, you know, in Utah. And it's like that drains me thinking I have to entertain or have to like capture something of my Mm -hmm. day. So it's like, that is like the main reason why we've started to slow okay. down is I just didn't have mm-hmm. it
1: in me. I'm With, encouraged um, by that. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No. Yeah. Go. I was, I'll say something. You go right ahead.
3: Well, I was just, I, I wasn't, I'm encouraged to hear you say that because we have like, this is the whole reason we started the podcast was because we wanted an outlet. We we were going down the vlogging path and we yeah. weren't sure if we wanted to or not. Obviously like people love watching kids and, and like, it's fun it's fun to do that. And the reason we started was kind of like you, um, because we wanted to document all the special moments. And then, um, we had some things that we wanted to share with a broader community that weren't right in our local space. And so we podcast because we were like, well, this is just Sean and I, and and Drew doesn't have part of it. And so I don't know, it's just like, we're nervous and we we just want to make sure we're going about it uh, diligently and asking people like you, who have done it so well, uh, what your opinion and stance and how you've done it. So,
0: well, I yeah. also think too. There's the aspect of if you ask a hundred different people their opinions of social media and the purpose of social media, they're going to give you a different answer.
1: Sure. Yeah, you will so get a hundred different answers.
0: Absolutely. So when it comes to how you share your life on social media and how you go about social media, there's a million different opinions and probably mm-hmm. at least half of them are going to say it's the wrong idea it's just however you use it and yeah you'll get people who
1: it. are huge you know viewers fans what you know whatever you call them that will tell you you know, I hate the way you do social media, but they're there every (laughs) single day, you know, and it's that, you know, that's one thing that's hard. And I think one of the biggest reasons is, is the why, you know, why did we start doing YouTube is we had something that we wanted to document and we wanted to share because we weren't getting that in our personal lives. And Mm. that was all the way through, you know, until we kind of took a break is, you know, infertility, pregnancy, uh, kids, parenting, marriage, like all of those things were things that we actively wanted to talk about because, you know, like Ellie mentioned earlier, it's not something that we were really getting a ton of in our own personal life. So we were kind of showing the experience of going through that, where we Mm. were finding out and sharing the successes and even the downsides of what we experience on a day-to-day basis. So I feel like in that aspect, it's like, yeah, share the stuff that's difficult with your life and your kid's life. Because someone might benefit from it. You'll obviously have people say like, you know, don't do that. That's too much. But you if you're helping you people want. and it's what you want to do, then go for it. Obviously, mm. there's a line with kids, you know, and you want to be respectful of that. But
2: I found for me too, um, I love the podcast mm-hmm. because we can be open. We can be free. We can say whatever we want. Ellie like, can swear on her our just, podcast yeah. and not
1: on the vlog. It just,
2: feels, <laughs> it just feels really comfortable to be with adults no. and talking. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. it it would I go back and do it again in a heartbeat, I would. Yeah. I do also think another reason of like slowing down on our end was it is really hard to raise your kids with so much busyness around.
1: Almost stimulation. Yeah. Like mm-hmm.
2: with- I mean being a mom or a dad, like it's really hard and you have to really listen to your like inner mom,
1: your mama Yeah. <laughs> like, you,
2: like, and so when you're trying to like raise your kids, but then there's thousands of people correcting or not liking, or like, it's really hard to ignore and you mm-hmm. don't want to ignore because you want to have that really good relationship with your audience. And so, you know, we also got to a point where we thought like, this is really affecting how we're thinking and how mm-hmm. we're parenting and how we're raising our kids. And we need to like take our home environment back and let's have set up a little bit more boundaries. And like, that's why we do the podcast and that's why we do videos like once in a while. And you know, it's, it's been a hard transition, but that's kind of where we're mm-hmm. at right now.
3: Yeah. You know, whenever I look at pictures of our kids from the past year, I'm amazed at how fast they're growing up.
0: Oh my gosh, me too. And we've been doing a deep dive into old photos lately.
3: Sometimes the thought hits me hard that I'm getting older too. And this has led me to think a lot about the legacy I want to leave behind, what kind of parent I want to be, and things like our family's financial security.
0: We've been talking a lot about this recently and are excited to share that Fabric by Gerber Life makes it simple to get the protection that's right for your family.
3: Life insurance doesn't have to be some big confusing topic. Fabric by Gerber Life was designed by parents for parents to help you get a high quality, surprisingly affordable term life insurance policy in less than 10 minutes.
0: 10 minutes is crazy fast. Plus, it's all online and on your schedule. No appointments, scheduling, or piles of paperwork. Just apply when it's convenient for you.
3: This is the first company I've heard of where you can go from start to covered in less than 10 minutes with no health exam required, and they have a 30-day money-back guarantee. Join the thousands of parents who trust Fabric to protect their family. Apply in just minutes at meetfabric.com slash eastfam.
0: That's meetfabric.com slash eastfam. M-E-E-T fabric.com slash East fan
3: policies issued by Western Southern life assurance company, not available in certain States prices subject to underwriting and health questions. We'll also link it down below and let's get back to it. So I don't know about, I don't know about you, but Sean and I have been doing these virtual game nights, uh, since we're on lockdown now, and we've been having so much fun, uh, playing the games that we know and love, but also trying out new ones. Uh, one of the games that we know and love that I dominate at <laughs> is Best Fiends. Yeah,
0: I suck at it. It's Best <laughs> Fiends. It I love that it has so many different levels and it's constantly changing. I get bored really easily and there's so many different aspects to this game that keep you kind of on your toes and interested. And I'm also a puzzle nerd. I love puzzles. And this is the most like unique experience with a puzzle that I've ever gotten to play.
3: I get lost in it for hours. Something about the puzzle solving and the problem solving along with like the colors just pop out at you. If you guys haven't tried it out, download the app and uh, little Timper is, is the character that's going to walk you through the tutorials. Yeah. is that character's name. Um, but it's, a, it's a lot of fun.
0: And if you don't have Wi Fi or cell phone service, which I was worried about because we're going to our lake house this weekend and we don't have reception there you can still play it, which there aren't many games that you have that luxury. I think we're officially gamers, babe. The lockdown has made us gamers and I love it. Anyways, guys, Best Fiends has thousands of levels already with new levels, events, and characters added every month. It's hours of fun right at your fingertips and you can even play online. With over a hundred million downloads and tons of five-star reviews, Best Fiends is a must play. Download Best Fiends free on the Apple App Store or Google Play that's friends without the r best fiends
3: i was going to ask you which do you like better YouTuber or, or podcast but you kind of just answered oh,
0: that
2: oh that's hard I, you mean, guys no, are I mean i don't know if i could answer i don't know if <laughs> i could answer that
1: they <laughs> they're in their different elements i mean there's such a we don't do video podcasts or at least we don't anymore but there's something that's so special about creating a story on video i mean when I sit down and edit a video, it's like, I'm creating something and mm-hmm. like, I have videos that I just, I am so proud we hear of the
2: music and we just cry over because like <laughs> we put so much heart and soul, making sure the music hit the oh, right I mean, note sp- at the right time. Exactly.
1: So like in that aspect, it's like, Oh, YouTube every time or video and yeah. every time. But the fact that we can sit down and do a podcast for an hour and really talk things out, there's something so special about that where it doesn't fit quite on YouTube the same way. Um, in terms of the pioneer aspect i don't think we're pioneers in any sense of the word i think we're generation two or even like generation 1.5 because like i watched youtube in 2006 2007 2008 when you'd get like your philip defranco who's still (laughs) active on YouTube, crushing it ctfxc and shay carl like all of those guys like that's who i started watching on youtube and you know the story of us starting youtube i was like ellie you you discovered all these beauty people i bought her a camera and i said you're so much better than all of these girls <laughs> you can do such so here's a camera let's do youtube and you do it and it sat in the closet for an hour he
2: was trying to use me i still am <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> i'm just uh, kidding it worked <laughs> <laughs>
1: but yeah. it's the infertility that really started us on that that path yeah. but
3: i feel like i hope i answered i hope i asked question in the right tone more of like a i'm really curious because i want to make sure that yeah so you did yeah you did yeah no you did a great job so
0: we always ask i have to ask every couple because i think it's our favorite questions um lighthearted one of you has to choose who wants to go first okay before you know the question i will i'll go first okay okay what is your biggest pet peeve with him oh i love it
2: oh i love it i mean we had a
1: whole (laughs) podcast about pet peeves. (laughs) we also had a
2: whole argument this morning about it (laughs) my biggest pet Uh peeve is probably (laughs) the lack of picking up after yourself Uh like even this morning the socks were on the side (laughs) of the bed Uh, again again yeah yeah i i don't understand it
1: oh okay wait did you say he
2: drops everything on the side of the bed not
1: everything just like my socks and like, his
0: underwear and his hoodie and his sweatpants. That's him. None of, none Literally at the foot of his bed. <laughs> it's, yeah. like, it's like he starts stripping the second he goes into our master like yeah. door frame. And then yeah. there's just a trail of clothes to his side of the bed and they just stay there. Which and is- I'll try to pick them up and put them in the dirty clothes. And he's like, no, no, I'm gonna wear those again. I do. I was like, then yep. why are they wadded up in a ball? And they're nasty underwear them that and- you've worn for three days. And he's like, no, no, they're good. <laughs> I'm yeah. just like, hey, no.
1: Quarantine, you've got to adapt, okay? You know, nobody <laughs> yeah. do as much laundry. You've but got this to... has been
0: the past four years.
1: Uh. <laughs> oh, sorry, Andrew, I don't know what to put <laughs> <Yeah>. there. <laughs> I was trying to save you.
0: You guys are the same person. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, um, so vice versa. pet peeve?
1: Well, and that's the thing, is like, I totally agree with Ellie and that's something like I am working on and I'm trying to, and I've been working on it for 10 years. Oh, <laughs> yeah. uh, gosh, which one do I choose? Mm. Uh, <laughs>
2: No, Ellie, here.
1: Ellie will smack. Ellie will eat chips with her mouth open. Mm. And it, it drives <laughs> well, me crazy. Do the microphone
3: and do some ASMR maybe. She's no, has got I'm kidding. right here. She'll no, do it. Are She'll you it. serious? <laughs> yeah.
0: See, that doesn't bother me.
2: Uh, you oh like my, it. You're oh, into Jared it. Jared is so annoyed with well, me when I eat.
1: The reason why I, I taste get. tastes so
2: good. And I'm so hungry. <laughs> well, <we're> just close
1: your mouth and chew it. Um, the reason I get so annoyed is because if I make a sound jared stop it that's so annoying like i i like i had a burp i had a, a tiny little burp and i held it in and you know how you like kind of burp through your chest she got so upset at me and i was like okay i'm not i'm not holding anything back. it's like
2: i can fart but he can't you know it's like it's like don't annoy me with your stinky breath but here smell my morning breath
1: yeah
2: i'm just really rude that but, way but here's the thing i was
1: like I love being able to wake up next to you and like, I don't care if we have morning breath. I want to kiss your face. First thing I do when I wake up.
0: Brush your Uh, teeth and then I will.
1: Yep. (laughs) See, I'm trying to be sweet and kind and she's like, Stinky breath is
0: hard sometimes.
1: And maybe it's just because I have so much worse breath. I don't know. Mm.
0: (laughs) Okay. Wait, there's a part two to this question though. Okay. So reverse. You have to go first now. What's the one thing you love the most? Yes. What's the one thing you love the most about Ellie?
1: Oh, that's easy. Ellie is like the most hardworking person I know. She will have a task on her mind and she will not do anything else until that is done. She is so organized and efficient. Everything is laid out and perfect. And she just goes to work. She's very type A with that kind of stuff. So if she wants something done, it gets done. And I love that about her.
0: Oh. Mm. Okay, Ellie. I am
1: so excited to hear what Ellie has to say. I'm gonna say What do you love about. the most? About Jared?
2: Honestly, what I love most about Jared is he doesn't hold a grudge. He is <laughs> he is well that like not just to me, but like to people in general. Like
1: uh, you're trying to like get brownie points for you smacking on your food is what yeah. you're trying to do.
2: <laughs> he is the nicest guy ever. Like he will remember your name if you meet him once three years ago and you see him again, he'll be like, oh my gosh, Alyssa, right? And then she'll be so shocked that you remembered her name. Like Jared is just very, very kind and he always wants to leave someone's presence like with a good experience. It's like, you know, you leave an environment cleaner than you, then found, you it. found it. Like, he does that with people. Like <laughs> he just really wants people to feel good around him and he always makes that happen. He just does. Like if it's a family situation, if it's me and him situation, like he just makes life better.
1: Oh, Oh,
3: Jared. I've, I've uh, listened to a couple of your podcasts and you've mentioned, um, that you mentioned a couple of boy scout references. Are you an Eagle scout? I am an Eagle scout.
1: Let's go boy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Be
3: prepared. <laughs> that's right. Man. I love that. Are you an Eagle
1: scout too then? Yeah, I am. Oh, that's yeah. cool. True. very, very
2: proud of it.
3: I don't remember. You my should trip. be.
0: That's amazing. Like
3: 191 maybe was my troop number. I gotta remember this.
0: You, I, um, I don't know what that is. I, I obviously so I, like, I never
1: had like the badges sewn on the sash or anything like that. I I was I was into scouts when I was younger, um, but I never like had like the full garb or anything like that. Um my eagle court of honor was like super small and like not many people came. It was kind of more of like a family thing, but yeah, I mean, I'm an Eagle Scout and I've used it on applications and it's gotten me jobs in high school and <laughs> yeah. stuff. So yes, I'm an Eagle Scout. <laughs> yes.
3: uh, that's exact. I mean, that's pretty much all it's good for. I can shoot a bone right. arrow pretty good. So yeah, there you go. He, yeah. Oh,
1: so here go. I was going to say that. So one thing that like totally surprised Ellie's family when, when we first got married was They're like super into um, clay pigeon shooting. Like they'll go to the range and they'll shoot and they're like, you know, 12 gauge shotguns are all about it. And like, I've been around guns because of scouts and and stuff, but I never had one myself. I didn't shoot a ton, but I would, we would go out to the range and it was like, what, the first year we were married, we have every day before Thanksgiving, we have like the turkey shoot, but it's just Mm -hmm. clay pigeons and stuff and um we went out there (laughs) we went out to the range and i i smoked everyone i think i got like 23 out of 25 everyone else got like like, 15 16 17 you're just lucky this year i smoked them and i want to say it's because scouts but i think it's actually because like video games
2: but every year (laughs) since like jared usually wins Uh, yeah i'll win which is really funny because my family all grew up with them and jared didn't and so they're like huh
0: If you know me, you know I love high-quality clothes and occasionally a luxury item here or there, but I hate spending luxury prices, so I rarely buy anything really nice for myself. That was until I discovered Quince. They have so much good stuff for you guys. Quince offers a range of high-quality items at prices within reach. They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters from $50, washable silk tops and dresses, organic cotton sweaters, and 14-karat gold jewelry. The best part is that everything is priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. I love that. It's also really important to me that the clothes I wear are created in a safe environment. And Quince only works with factories that use ethical and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So obviously, I really love that. I bought a Mongolian cashmere sweater from Quince and no joke, I have worn it. Once a week, all fall and winter long. It's so soft, premium quality, and looks like I spent a fortune on it, but it was only 50 bucks. I've told all of my friends about Quint. I also love their men's line and have gotten some nice activewear and performance tees for Andrew that he loves. Give yourself the luxury you deserve with Quint. Go to quintcom slash for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash East fam to get free shipping and a 365 day returns. Quince dot com slash East fam. Huh. <laughs> a little bitter towards it. I
3: yeah. was listening to your sex ed podcast. I forget what the exact oh, title is. I know. We
2: didn't even know what to call it. It was like kids sex safety. Preparing
1: kids for sexual <laughs> safety or something yeah. like
2: that.
3: Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, that's a good title. Um. I was impressed with how eager you were to like just be very transparent and call the sexual parts their anatomical names. I am curious like for your younger kids, I'm sure you have control over what content they control, but it's like it is this weird thing where sometimes I put out a video of like me goofy with Sean and I'm like is this going to be weird for my kid to watch sometime. Not, I mean, this is like, this was a very safe podcast mm-hmm. that you guys did, but I don't know if there's ever been that instance. Where like,
1: ah, maybe it'll be
2: weird. No. Um, I no. don't, <laughs> think that,
1: I don't think it'll be really that weird because they are living with, um, those terms all of the time. I mean, they might think it's awkward hearing it directly from their parents, but I think because we have the conversations with them, um, when it's age appropriate for them, and that varies depending on kid. Um, I think they'll be more open to having those conversations with us rather than feel awkward about hearing those conversations that we've had previously. Do you agree?
2: Yeah. Like or, were you, or were you talking about like, is there anything else that you've filmed that you're – or were you talking about specifically that podcast?
3: No, we don't have to talk about that. I don't know.
2: <laughs> I'm just double checking. But no, I, I I think that like whatever we film, like we're comfortable.
1: Yeah, I mean,
0: with them seeing. I hearing. can't
1: remember every single thing that we've ever done, but I think for the most part, we've yeah. been you know safe with that kind of stuff.
0: I love how open Ellie you are. Just with the even just the concept, I feel like there's been a theme from the beginning when you talk about open. You love being and sharing and how you're trying to now pass that on to your kids. I love that. Thanks. I I kind of had a similar upbringing from parents from what you referenced earlier of like they didn't prepare. I had a very like everything was taboo. You just kind of mm-hmm. you just kind of knew it or figured it out. And I I want that with my kids of just being yeah. so open to conversation that nothing feels taboo or awkward because they want to know mm-hmm. about it. They're curious about it fine, let's talk about it. I think that's a beautiful thing to do with kids. Thanks. Absolutely.
2: I, I find it um interesting now because, you know, I mentioned this in our podcast. I never, ever would want to like throw any of our parents under the bus. Exactly. They know that, but it, it definitely was a kind of a taboo thing. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's now it's not like now my parents are very open and they're comfortable, but that's because mm-hmm. in my opinion, all of their kids have been very open and they are seeing that we're open, and they're, like, adapting. They're like, oh, yeah, this is great. But it took all of the kids being a little bit more open for them to, like, be comfortable. Especially, like, mm-hmm. after marriage, too. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: And I think it's a generational thing. It is. You know, That's what I was. Yeah, I use my dad as, as an example because he, he is very uncomfortable talking about that kind of stuff but but he never he never heard that from his dad at all so growing up that was his experience Mm -hmm. it's like you don't talk you don't say you know that kind of thing so I got a little bit more than he did because I'm sure he had questions that he didn't feel comfortable asking his dad most of my questions went to my mom instead Mm -hmm. of my dad because of that
2: and she was so good to always answer she was
1: really really good
0: yeah
2: I I think even like go ahead Even, like, a month ago or two months ago, Jared had brought something up to his dad. Like, he was talking about, like, condoms and, like, birth control. And Jared's dad went, oh, I'm not talking about this with you. And Jared's like, dad, I have three kids. Yeah, I have sex. I would like to know... Did you and mom use condoms or birth control? Like, I'm yeah. curious. Like, like
1: what preventative measures did you guys?
2: Like, I, I it's like Jared's <laughs> like, I need to know. Like, Ellie and I are going through something. Like, I would yeah. I'm curious on like what you did. So I and like he wouldn't opened wouldn't answer up,
1: him. I opened up my scroll and I was like, here is the sexual safety that we've used <laughs> in the past ten years of our marriage.
2: <laughs> he Your wouldn't turn. answer him. Uh, That's and like amazing. it was disappointing. Like it's funny, but like Jared was like, he got off the phone and he's like I'm a 30 year old man and like I have three kids and my dad still won't tell me if he used condoms or not. Like I have a question, you know, it's because like,
1: they just didn't have condoms back then.
0: They, they, yeah. they did have like, they had, yeah, kids. they had stuff. It's yeah. something I too about the generational difference of there's so much information just shared every single day across every platform right. in the world that people are now finding things out without having to ask. Sure and i would almost want to be more open now and have our kids come to the source rather than yep. going yeah. and finding everything out via social media
1: because you, you want your kids finding it out from you yeah. your yeah. That, as the parents rather than you know the fifth grader and yeah. or, or even, to even like or the third mind. grader <laughs> yeah. yeah
2: i mean yeah i have like so much stuff in my head that i'm like <laughs> that um, <laughs> that like they're go- it's not that like if they it's like they're going to find that out. Uh-huh. They're going to see it. Their friends are going to have phones even if they don't. Like they will mm. see more stuff because I mean already like I've had a show on before and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, like Jackson's in the room." Like, ooh. like it's like it has to come from me because mm-hmm. they're going to see it. They're going to hear it no matter what. And I want my kids to know that mom was always comfortable enough to tell me or they won't feel awkward. You know, if Mm -hmm. they see something or hear something, because they know they can talk to me.
1: Right. I mean, just the other day, Jackson came into the room. It was like after bedtime. He came up, and we had the show on pause. It was a fine show. It was clean, but the word. Office. I think it was the office, and in the subtitles, it said "sex," sex, Mm -hmm. and And he was reading it. Jackson can read, and so we were like, "Oh!" And
2: I was like, "Jackson, get out!" And he was reading. I'm like, "Jackson, get out!" And he was still reading it. And I'm like, "Gosh." Why, do you, why can you read already? Yeah.
1: Like, <laughs> so it's like even instances like that. It's like, okay, well, you know, obviously he's probably read the word before somewhere, but we want the information about the word to come from us rather than yeah. the office. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> might not be that. the best example of a <laughs> sex talk. Uh,
3: mm-hmm. Michael Scott might not yep. be the guy. Um, okay. It. I really like the approach that you guys have to life. I'm curious. Uh, this is a show all about relationships, marriage, dating the whole thing. What is the best done piece all of, adv- of
1: those things. <laughs> so
2: done
1: all of those I'm,
3: I'm things? So yeah, I'm so <laughs> yeah. sorry. I'm so sorry. They're
2: never going to invite us on their
0: podcast. No, I love it. I can talk. I could literally talk uh, to you guys all day.
3: Um, what is the best piece of relationship or dating advice? Maybe it's marriage advice that you've either been given or you would give someone else.
1: Oh, you're pointing to me like I know what I'm talking about.
2: Totally, because you, it was Jared's brother-in-law gave this advice to Jared before we got married. Yeah. And we use We've it, lived by it, I mean, even this morning we had a little argument mm-hmm. and like we talked, about, we talked it through, we figured it out and it's, it, it, it stems from, this advice yeah, helps.
1: It's, it comes from selflessness. Um, I, I don't think selfishness has a big place in marriage at all. If you can be completely selfless, both both people, if they can be completely selfless, where you're giving everything you have to someone else, you only have room to receive. So you're constantly taking care of your spouse. You're doing, you know, stuff for your spouse and they're doing stuff for you that I feel like that's very harmonious. Obviously, you know, there's things that you have to take care of yourself with.
2: You need your own time and space. Yeah, and ex- exactly. And hobbies. But if
1: you're taking care of your spouse and your spouse is taking care of you, I think that's that's great. One thing that I've learned and have definitely seen in the past couple of years is as simple as just communication. Being able to talk to your spouse and work something out where you're taking the emotion out of the argument and looking and just, at both sides and seeing both sides of the table um, helps compromise come quicker. Mm. And I hate more than anything going to bed with an argument. We, I, I can't stand it. So I, we try to make sure that arguments, um, conflict is resolved before bed, so it doesn't linger on through, through the night. Um, I never want to go to bed without Ellie. So it's like, why would I not <laughs> yeah. have that resolved? So compromise.
2: It's easy for us to say that, but we also know people that have a really hard time saying sorry mm-hmm. and admitting that they're wrong or even saying, hey, I see your side why you're mad, but I'm still mad because this is my side. Like people have a hard time saying that. I don't know why personally Jared and I just seem to be able to be able to throw up all of our words and emotions and then we talk it out and then we move on. But that isn't everyone. I think that that can be really hard for people.
1: I think it comes Mm -hmm. back down to when we were, when I was on the hospital bed in my grandma's house for three months is we (laughs) just talked, we communicated and that's how we are able to handle things so well. And I think being able to put yourself in someone else's shoes. I mean, just today, Ellie, I put myself in her shoes and I apologized about something that we were arguing about. And, you know, she did the same for me. It was was just as simple of recognizing the emotion that someone's going through, but taking the emotion out of that conversation to have the conversation in itself. Yeah. And being able to come to a resolution that works out for both people.
2: I think the next thing is we love to talk out scenarios. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Like that is like our jam. It's like, (laughs) what do you do if we lose a job? Like we already know what we're gonna do if like crap hits the fan. Or what are we gonna do when our kids ask us about sex? Like we already knew that before it Mm. even happened.
1: We have answers to questions before the questions even come up. Because
2: Mm -hmm. you know that's gonna happen. Like I love you, that.
0: I'm like the know. type that want to talk it through.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: I like you guys. And, hey. <laughs> um, the The biggest thing that we've taught our kids is, you know, our oldest is still little. He's only six. But they know that mom and dad are a team because we say that. If Jackson comes to me and says, hey, can I have a candy bar? And I say no. And he goes to dad and says, hey, can I have a candy bar? And we find out. That he (laughs) did that. that He he manipulated us? Yeah. Like (laughs) he knows that he's in trouble because we're a team. And if my answer is no, dad's answer is no. And time and time and time again, we will together talk to the kids and say, Dad and I are a team. And this is what we say. Like we are on the same page. And if we're not, we'll talk it out until we are. Yep. And Mm -hmm. I think that that's really good for kids to know that like (sighs) Mm -hmm. mom and dad are together. Have but you sometimes, any, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Sometimes
1: go ahead.
3: being on the same page doesn't mean like does that always mean both of you are happy with what page that no. is? No, okay. no, not necessarily. Okay. That's
2: <laughs> why compromise. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I think that's where Jared's like selflessness thing comes in. Um, I mean, mm. for instance, do you want me to give you an example? I don't want to talk your ear off if you're done.
0: No, go for it. Hearing me chat? Yeah.
2: For instance, um, let allowing your kids to have more independence and go on a bike ride it's really scary to be like, oh, now my six-year-old's old enough to ride around multiple blocks. Like, is that okay? Is that safe? Is that, and I remember Jared and I didn't have a fight, but had a discussion where it was, he was like, yeah, no, like, no. And I was like, no, he's old enough to do that. Like, I trust him. He comes back. He won't go into people's homes. Like, I've prepped him. What if someone pulls over and says, "Hey, I watch your videos, Get in the car. Like your answer is always no. You mm. know the safe houses because I've walked around the blocks with you, and I've told you, you know it's like I've prepped yeah. him, and so like Jared and I kind of had this hiccup and and Jared compromised by saying, Yes, okay, he can go on a bike ride. But was that kind of me getting the what I wanted? Mm. Yes, because Jared compromised, but there's also been situations where Jared's wanted something and i have it and i'm like okay and like i've compromised with jared
1: i don't see it as like oh she won that argument like i don't see it like that i feel it's like jared i needed to come to the realization that our kid was old enough to, to be able to do grade. that because he has shown experience and i was just holding on to my baby jackson a little mm-hmm. too much and he proved himself like he he went through all of the things and ellie just realized that before i did and there's definitely you know mm. two sides to that coin where I have, you know, wanted something or wanted to have something in my eyes that I thought, you know, we were ready for our kids were ready for and Ellie wasn't. And it just took time to explain things and, and, and compromise doesn't always mean you meet right in the middle and both parties Mm -hmm. are happy. Most of the time it does, but sometimes it's, you know, it's like a, What's what's spectrum? the word I'm for? Accordion. A spectrum. That's right. Accordion. <laughs> An accordion. I play the accordion. Yeah.
3: Uh, yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, we were. I want you guys to do some promo if you don't mind. We Sean and I were actually just finishing the cover of our children's book called You oh. Are. And I know that you have a no, couple. No, 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 no. Okay. What?
0: I can't claim any of it. Andrew wrote a children's book for Drew, yeah it's beautiful
1: oh, I you guys
3: wait. have done i know i'm excited to hear about how many have you guys written
1: um so we've done a cookbook we've done two children's books Jeez. and ellie's working on her book right that's
0: now. that's
2: amazing my gosh and what's then, your new book you're working uh, on um i have hardly talked about it yeah we it's, it's like <laughs> super um, secret it's it's just about like my experience, but it's not necessarily Ellie. Like anyone could read it and it, it talks about like, you know, being a Christian and sex and struggles and um, infertility and relationships. It's
1: like a, um, a practical, not a practical. It's a, a principle based book surrounding basically womanhood.
0: That's mm. amazing.
3: We can cut yeah. that out if you're not ready. To no, it's not totally world, it's, no, you're totally good.
0: No, you're good. It's totally good. I've and talked then, about it a little bit.
3: <laughs> Forgive me if I mispronounce your loungewear line, Bali, Boli. Oh, That's right. You,
2: did you a have great, a new yeah, launch Bali. coming. Is that right? Um, We just launched our spring collection where we have some dresses. Thanks. And some fun loungewear. Thanks. Um, is- I
1: have to, I have to say something about the loungewear. So loungewear is like their specialty. They have this pink lounge outfit Mm -hmm. that the shirt is made out of this material that I've never experienced before (laughs) in my life it's like (laughs) a cushiony butter and I love just to put my face in it and it's not because Ellie's wearing the shirt I mean that is a plus but just the feeling oh Uh, Sean we'll have to send it to you like it's so amazing I'm
0: excited yeah prepare yourself Andrew yeah, um, you'll you want to put <laughs> yeah. your
1: face in
3: it. I'll put my face right in it. Yeah. Uh, Ellie, Jared, thank you so much for joining us today. If you listening want to learn more about them and everything they have going on, you can find their information in the show notes down below. And uh, thanks for taking the time, guys. Thank, oh
0: you, my so gosh, thank you so much. This is so fun.